Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is September the 13th of 2023. Glad you guys are up with us. I'm having a tad bit of trouble seeing today. Yeah, you are kind of squinty today. Yeah, so I have my <clears throat> my contacts in, and lo and behold, maybe you shouldn't wear one-day contacts for three or four days. Brandon, so why do they tell you that? Do they actually degrade over time, or what happens? Bacteria? I don't know. Smudged? There's a reason they only are supposed to... They're called one days. Maybe you can get away with two or three every once in a while, but there's a reason. I wonder if anybody can tell me exactly what's going on with my eyes this morning. Yeah, your eye doctor. Hey, your eyes uh, were not deceiving you last night. NSYNC was back on the Video Music Awards. We have that for you coming up this morning. We have the K-Fine Breakfast Club this morning. Uh, things you can celebrate today. Today is National Peanut Day. Okay. So, peanuts. I like peanuts, especially if you go somewhere like a baseball game. You get that big old bag of peanuts. The ones where you can, like, suck on the shells. That's gross. Doesn't like, everybody do that? Well, sunflower seeds. I don't think that people suck on the peanut shells, do they? I mean, I like salt, but peanut yeah. shells? I thought I, everybody did that. Nobody does that. Aren't those pulled from the dirt? Yeah, but I think they clean them. Don't they bathe them or something? Aren't they still kind of dusty? Uh, sometimes they are. Just like the American dream. Okay. Uh, today is also <laughs> National Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day. Should okay. As long as they clean it up, that's fine. Uh, National Hug Your Boss Day today. Hmm. That'd be a good thing to surprise your boss with. You I just think and grab maybe them. at this point in time, maybe we shouldn't do that. Just go up and hug our bosses. I think it's good. Do you? Just Yeah. If you don't want to do the, like the full frontal thing, just grab them from behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't listen to Brandon, anybody. No, go ahead and do that. See, Let me know how that report back. How about that? Uh, this is a good day today, and I'm really excited about this. Today is also National Bald is Beautiful Day. Stand up. Come on. Go. Here I am. Rock you like a... You're basically the poster child. I did have a phone call from a friend of ours who said, hey, my hair's thinning. I need to talk to somebody who knows how to do this, and you're the best guy I know for the job. Literally, I had a conversation about should this person shave their head and how should they do it. Okay. That was legit. Maybe you should start some type of like service. Oh, that'd be good. Support group? No, like a like this is how you shave your head. This is, you know, that if you're ready to, to do that, here we go. I could team up with Montel and this is how we do it, you know. And yeah, I should have stopped. Maybe Vin that. Diesel, The Rock, oh, right. get them involved. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do Wednesday. Wake up, wake up while the radio plays. Arkansas wakes up with Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Arkansas's morning show. Here's the story. Oh, of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. Marsha. All of them had hair of gold. Yeah. Like their mother. The youngest one in curls. Where are the guys? Here's the story. Yep. Of a man named Brady. Mike. They were four men living all together, together, yet they were all alone. So the Brady Bunch house has officially been sold. Ooh, how much? Uh, 3.2. Oh, 3.2 mil. Yep. So the way this worked, if you remember, the exterior shots shots on the Brady Bunch, that was a real house in North Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come to find out, the house looked nothing like the Brady house on the inside. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the original house was only a one-story house. And if you remember, there were like three levels to the Brady house and all that. So when HGTV had this idea, they wanted to go in and renovate the house. They did this whole TV series on going in and 
fixing the house and they found all the stuff and like it's a if you haven't seen that it's on YouTube you can go watch it it's really cool I need to watch it so when you see all of the kids right the Brady kids walk into the house that they filmed on in the sixties oh. and seventies uh, it's pretty incredible yeah. because it looks just like the set did back in the day. Mm-hmm. So the house was listed for sale by HGTV for $5.5 million. Oh. Uh, come to find out, uh, well, it didn't sell for that. It sold for $3.2 million. And the guy who used to run HBO bought that. And now the deal is, what's he going to do with it? He's overwhelmed at the fact that basically he got this house and it's completely renovated to look like the Brady house. <laughs> and he didn't pay any more than HGTV did before they renovated it. He got a deal. So... Uh, I would love to have the opportunity to walk into that house. That's how he can make his money is do tours. Can you imagine? Yeah. The lines outside the door. If you could walk into the house that we watched on the Brady Mm -hmm. Bunch. That'd be cool. You could walk through the front door where Davy Jones was. The bunk beds. You could go to the bunk beds. Of course, you go straight to the beds. But I thought about the front door first. I was thinking about getting pictures at the bunk beds and like in all the 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 beds that the girls slept in, yep. where they did their hair and all that. What about where Alice and Sam would hang out? Oh yeah. Or imagine going out back, right? The whole scene where there was like uh, the doghouse was out there, and then where Marsha got hit in the face by no, it was Jan. Yeah. No, no. Marsha. Marsha got hit in the nose. Yes. Did Jan throw the football? Was it they, no, or was it the boys? I think it was the boys. Okay, I'm sure it was Jan's fault. No, you know Jan was always the you know the instigator of the bunch, huh? The jealous one of the bunch. Did you uh, you felt close to Jan, didn't you? No, <laughs> Jan was not my favorite. Huh. Marsha was my favorite. Well, of course she was your favorite. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Mm-hmm. Which one of the boys was your favorite? I would assume Peter. Uh, no, I was a Greg. I was a Greg girl. Not Bobby. No, definitely not Bobby. Anyway, the Brady Bunch house has sold for a cool $3.2 million in North Hollywood. Wake up, y'all. Wake up. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's Morning Show High Five. High Five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to James Rumeliotis. Okay. He's in the Boston area. Uh, He has just now broke a Guinness World Record. Okay, tell me. So this guy had this idea he wanted to break a world record for doing the pogo stick. Oh, gosh. Like, how many bounces on a pogo stick. And he did this in a way that he was going to try to raise money for veterans. He had partnered with the New England Center at Home for Veterans and the South Boston Vietnam Memorial. And basically, people were going to donate money and he was going to keep on bouncing on the pogo stick. Okay. So the previous record, this is going to blow your mind. The previous pogo stick record was 88,047 consecutive bounces. Oh my goodness. This guy, James, was able to go in and bounce more than that. Kelly, he stopped at 115,170 bounces. He said at that point his body could no longer take it. It was excruciating, the pain that he was in. Wow. I can't do like three bounces. Right. This guy did 115,170 bounces and was able to raise over $11,479 for benefits. That's great. Which is a really cool story. So here's to you, James Rumeliotis. 
It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. And today's high five is powered by Right Fiber from Ritter Communications. It's the right speed at the right price right now. And you can check the availability in your area when you go to rightfiber.com. The best way to start your day. Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is September the 13th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on The King of Country. All my exes live in Texas. Hey, remember when the cowboy said he was going to ride away? Yes. Well, he's not uh, riding away just yet. George Strait's <laughs> headed more tour dates for 2024. He's announced dates for Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Florida, some Iowa dates, Charlotte, North Carolina, New Jersey, Utah, Detroit, Chicago, and Las Vegas. If you want to go check out George Strait on tour, he's bringing with him special guests, Chris Stapleton. And Little Big Town's going out with George as well. Find out more about those 2024 tour dates if you go to georgestraight.com. We have country music news today on Kelsey Ballerini. So there's no doubt that Kelsey is proud of her hometown, Knoxville, Tennessee. And I can't imagine how good it has to feel for her to be the headliner at Thompson Bowling Arena in the same place where the Lady Vols play on the campus at the University of Tennessee. So Kelsey and her dog, Dibs, put out a really cute video with a big announcement. And Kelsey says that this arena has been on her bucket list since she was a kid, watching her favorite musicians on stage. The show is set for November 2nd. The fan club pre-sale starts today at 10 a.m. Tickets for the general public go on sale this uh, Friday at 10 a.m. But to find out more, go to KelseyBallerini.com. And I'll just say, I saw pictures of her on the red carpet from the MTV Video Music Awards. She looks really pretty. She looks great, yeah. So, uh, also, country music news today on Kane Brown. He has reason to celebrate because he has just now scored his 10th number one song with this. Bury me in Georgia. Let me rest in Ten number ones for Kane Brown. A big congratulations. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know the inventor of the Rubik's Cube was Erno Rubik? And it took him one month to solve it for the first time. The cube was first invented in Hungary in 1974, but it wasn't sold as a toy puzzle internationally until 1980. Did you have one as a kid? Yes. Yeah, I did too. I don't think I ever beat it though. Like, I don't think I ever figured it out. I think I started pulling stickers off. Yeah, that's probably yeah. how you did it. Hey, Dad, look what I did. <laughs> but the weird thing is you can find these people who like know the trick to it and they can do it in like, you know, a minute or 30 yeah. seconds or something like mm-hmm. that. Did you know the characters Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street were named after Bert the cop and Ernie the taxi driver and Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, I loved Bert and Ernie. Hey, Bert. Hey, Ernie. Is that how they talked? I can't think of what Ernie. I just remember Ernie going, hey, Bert. Ernie was my favorite. Was he? I used to have their their characters, like I their did little too. plush yeah. animals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. One time I had the chance to go backstage at Sesame Street and meet them and really? have a photo of myself with Bert and Ernie. Did you know they're actually taller than me? 
I was really surprised by that. On TV, they look so small. But in person at those shows, they look so tall. They're so giant. Did you know one of the best songs on Justin Timberlake's debut solo album, Justified, was meant for Michael Jackson. Justin's song, Rock Your Body, was written by Pharrell, and it was supposed to be on Michael's final album, Invincible. However, Michael's management team ultimately rejected the song, and it ended up with JT instead. Oh, my gosh. I can hear Michael doing that song too. That's crazy. And if you didn't know, now you know. Wake up, wake up, Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. The best start to my day. All right, good morning, Arkansas. We gave you this rumor. We heard this speculation that maybe NSYNC was about to get back together. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, last night at the MTV Video Music Awards, it was the reuniting of NSYNC. And everybody lost their mind. <laughs> yep. I don't think anybody <laughs> lost their mind more than Taylor Swift. I love it. I love when she reacts. Yeah. So if you didn't see how Taylor Swift reacted <laughs> to receiving an award from NSYNC, here's Taylor. Best and the VMA goes to the unstoppable Taylor Swift. I had your dolls. <laughs> I like, what, like, are you doing something? What's going to happen now? What are you? There's something they're gonna, they're gonna do something, and I need to know what it is. <laughs> um, you guys are, you're, you're pop personified, so to, to, to receive this um, from your golden pop hands is, it's, it's too much. Um, thank you for the friendship bracelets. Um, how sweet is that? I love how. She asks them the question that every single of us, like the common people want to know, are they getting back together? And she just flat out says it up on stage at the VMAs. Yeah. And Taylor Swift (laughs) can get away with doing that. Right. And literally the cool thing about that to me is like, she is one of the biggest stars on the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. But in that moment, she turned it all back to NSYNC. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's going to happen with NSYNC? We do know the Trolls movie's coming out and, you know, more than likely they're going to have a song in there. But are they going to do more? I'm just going to tell you if they did a, a tour, stadiums, multiple dates, they'd be selling those suckers. Out. I think if Justin, like if he got that, that kind of, I don't know, reaction last night, I think he's always been the one that was kind of like iffy, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So I think that he might get the bug just from being there last night and seeing the reaction and then seeing everything on social media today about how much people loved it. We need this. Yeah. I, there, something's going to happen. It's kind of like when the Backstreet Boys got back together, mm-hmm. you know, 10 or 15 years ago, and everybody who was a fan of the Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. still wanted to go see them yeah. in concert. Yeah. NSYNC would be huge. And again, Timberlake was able to do his own thing and didn't really have to do the band. The other guys, I mean, they did fine after that, but nobody did like Justin. Mm-hmm. But the idea of them coming back together, that's huge. Other stuff that happened last night, did you watch Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion? I did not get to see that part. Did uh, you watch that part? No, because I knew that part might not be my wife's favorite part as far as the bongos. And stuff. I was going to ask if they did their new song. <laughs> they did their okay, new song. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo stole the show at one different point. People thought she had like uh-huh. this deal where the stage was falling apart and she had to run off and stuff like that. But it was all a part of the show. I think she's a genius. Uh, Shakira was there. She received the Video Vanguard Award, which is you know, kind of basically the Michael Jackson Award mm-hmm. for videos and stuff like that. She did a bunch of her different songs last night. 
looks great. Oh, gosh, yeah. And then I guess the other thing I saw a lot of people talking about was the fact that Diddy did his deal where he came back and did this whole montage of his hits. Do you know that that was probably one of my favorite things because it was so nostalgic. He did all of his old stuff, like all of his hits, and then a lot of his dancers in the background were doing the same dances that they did on the videos back in the day. Yeah. So it was good. I thought he looked good, too. Here it is if you missed it last night. I mean, that is nostalgia. Early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pop radio for me. I play this song a million times. I'll be missing you is done by Diddy last night at the VMAs. Seems like yesterday we used to rock the show. I laced the track, you locked the flow. So far from hanging on the block for dope. Notorious, they got to know that. Life ain't always what it seems to be. Words can't express what you mean to me. Even though you're gone, we still a team. Through your family, I fulfill your dreams. In the future, can't wait to see. You open up the gates for me, reminisce sometime. The night they tip my friend, try to black it out, but it plays again. When it's real, feeling it's hard to conceal. Can't imagine all the pain I feel. Give anything to hear half the breath. That's good. I know you're still living your life after death. It's pretty too. Yeah. MTV has all the videos up on their YouTube. If you missed it last night, you want to check it out. But it looks like it was a great show. The MTV Video Music Awards. Think about this. NSYNC, Diddy, and Shakira. Yep. Welcome to 2001. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So it's been a super hot summer, and it's hard to argue that this message might not have been accurate. Okay? Someone in Houston gained access to an electronic construction sign and changed the message displayed on it. Instead of <laughs> relaying helpful information about road work up ahead, it said... Due to weather, go blank yourself. <laughs> no, it did yes, not. Yes, the oh, message. Oh, I love that. The message stayed up for several <laughs> hours before it got taken down, and there are uncensored photos circulating of the not so encouraging message to drivers. <laughs> a city employee said the controls where you type the message in are locked inside a box attached to the sign, so whoever did it probably had access or knew how to break in. No word yet on who was behind it or what kind of charges they could face. Can you imagine driving down the road and that sign pops up? You're like, wait, did that say what I think it said? I'm sorry, but I would automatically start giggling. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, speaking of sending out the wrong message, I met a cute guy at a bar and I gave him my number and told him to text me when he got home. Oh my gosh. I guess he's homeless. Uh, Never heard from him. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Everybody get up right now. Waking you up. Waking up Arkansas. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, September the 13th of 2023. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Rhonda Parker from NEA Baptist and the Charitable Foundation. Happy birthday. We get to work with her a bunch at the Duck Classic. 
real nice to us. Happy birthday to Rhonda, who celebrates. What about Coach Angie Ellis? Uh-oh. Valley View Girls Basketball. Happy birthday, Coach. What it do? I don't know if she would think that that was cool. Oh, she knows that's cool. Like, she played for Clemson. She's like, she was a good basketball player. Yeah, you want somebody who was a good basketball player to be your coach, right? Yeah. Angie Ellis celebrates today. Uh, Jolena Brown of Jonesboro celebrates. Happy birthday from Eric and Andrew. We have Ashley Rowe of Maynard celebrating. Tommy Brown of Pocahontas. Cole Autry in Prescott. Janet McKay of Gosnell has a birthday today. Chrissy Estes, who's from Pine Bluff. Casey Thomas of Grubbs. And Eric Krigler of Brooklyn celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. Lily Reinhardy is 27. That's Betty on the CW's Riverdale. Niall Horan is 30. He was in One Direction. He's also a coach on The Voice. Happy birthday, Niall. 30 years old today. Happy birthday to Ben Savage. He's 43 today from Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World. Yeah. Happy birthday today to Joe Don Rooney. He's 48 from Rascal Flatts. Joe Don Rooney, Rascal Flats, 48. Happy birthday to Tyler Perry. He's 54 today. And happy birthday today to Peter Cetera. Oh, He's yeah. 79 today, Brandon. You might know Peter Cetera from his time in Chicago. You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. And for me, when I think about Peter Cetera, oh yeah, I am a man who will fight for your honor. I'll be the hero you're dreaming of. We'll live forever, knowing together we did it all for the glory. Little known about fact. My mother was actually in Karate Kid too. <laughs> You're such a liar. <laughs> she was a girl. <laughs> Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Peter Satera, uh-huh. who turns 79 today. Happy birthday, Peter. Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined this morning by the good doctor. He's the one that makes you feel. He's the one that got. And he's going to be a Frankenstein. Dr. Shane's Bites. There you go, Brandon. Hey. Dr. Shane's Bites. Dr. Shane's Bites. His name tag says Dr. Feelgood. His little white coat says Dr. Feelgood. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State, Dr. Shane Spites. What's up, man? My little, me and my little white coat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what's cool? Like I was thinking about you the other day because I was at football, right? And, uh, and we'll get to what you sent me, which actually hurt my feelings a little bit. 
Oh, sweet. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait to did. talk about it. But I'm on the sidelines and I had the chance to meet, you know, St. Bernard's was the game sponsor. I had the chance to meet Dr. Carter Lee. And, and Carter yeah. said to me, he's like, hey, man, just want to let you know. And I just told my wife, uh, basically, I feel like I know you because I listen every day. And he said, we have a mutual friend. And I said, who is that? And he said, Dr. Shane Spots. I said, Shane is awesome. He said, he was my dean. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, wait, so so you went to school through NYIT and Shane Spites, and he had nothing but great things to say about you. No, he was, uh, of course, Carter was great. But um, this is an, an example of kind of what we've talked about for many years is that you're going to start seeing these great physicians that, you know, went to a state or went locally, come to medical school here, and now are practicing physicians here in our community, um, seeing patients every day and helping the community get healthier. So we're just so excited to see that. And obviously, uh, uh, Carter was a a great shining example of that, too. Do you realize that he was presented with the whole game ball and everything? I heard that. I don't know that I've ever. How do I get a game ball? I was going to ask you that because out of all the stuff (laughs) you've done and how you helped thousands upon thousands of people during the pandemic and Carter Lee walks out there and gets the ball. (laughs) I I love it. He gets the game game ball. You know, I get, I seem to get another volunteer job somewhere. (laughs) Hey, so in a situation like that, does St. Bernard's go up to him and say, Hey Carter, give us that ball or does he get to take it home since he showed up? You know, that's a good question. I bet it ends up in some, I don't know. I bet it ends up in some St. Bernard's corporate office, but I'm just guessing. I don't know. I'd fight him over that <laughs> yeah. ball. Chris Barber's like, give yeah. me that ball right now, right? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, so Shane sends me a text, and uh, every once in a while, you know, he'll see me out there on the big screen, and he lets me know that he's watching me. <laughs> and he sent, I love it. He sent me this text uh, that made me feel kind of bad about myself yeah. because, number one, he sent me a picture that was like, I guess the camera, the way I turned, had the back of my head. Uh, number two, it looked like I was a hot dog based on the way my head looked so red and the way the camera was. Let me see. Kelly. Oh, my goodness. And then I said, Shane, is my head really that red? <laughs> it looks like you should get your blood pressure checked immediately. <laughs> That's what Shane thought, too. He said, do you feel okay? <laughs> what was going on there, I don't Doc? Know. I don't know what was going on. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if that was the, um, <laughs> if it was the, the sun or if it was the, if it was the screen. Maybe it was the, you were on the jumbotron there and maybe it was something there. I don't know what it was, but you were, you were pretty lit up. And I was, <laughs> I was it right after you yelled? Because I mean, when, once you do those yeah. big yells, I would assume that, yells. you know, once you yell, I don't think well, I yell. You do that wrestling voice stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but I think maybe is the reason you sent that is because you were concerned for something because I was so red. <laughs> well, you I mean you were having a good time and obviously and you by the way you do and I'm sure everybody lets you know this but I'll just say it for the record you do a great job um, at those A State games. Well, I think you. you really keep the keep the fans fired up. I think you keep keep the game uh, obviously interesting. You know, whenever uh, between plays and everything, well, I appreciate. Might that. want to screen okay. some of your contestants. I know. Uh, in the he told her to say those of, words. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, man, I was like <laughs> sitting there. It's like earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> Shane, it was so the young lady came down and they, they brought her down <laughs> early, right? And the longer she was on the sidelines with us, the more amped she got. The more Nervous. she knew she was going to get on camera, and like she was great up until we got live. And it, I've done this. This is my ninth season with Arkansas State. I've never never thought that anybody would, you know, slip a word in. Uh, it, it, like, it's never crossed my Listen, mind. And when she slipped that word. In, she was 
dropping the F-bomb like every other word. <laughs> oh, gosh. I panicked in the moment. I tried, tried to take the mic away, and then I thought, well, we got to try to finish the game. Do you realize that her time to play the game was 15 seconds, and that 15 seconds is what people took away from that game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't. That's exactly right, because it was, it was like, of the 15 seconds, like 10 of them, like it was, it was like... Blankety blank blank. blank. Whoa, 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 whoa. You couldn't get that microphone away. Brandon's face was the best. No, yeah. And I panicked. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do in this situation? Because we've never had that and you can't really prep for that. And then I thought, you know, they just, I guess they just need to cut my mic next time. They Um, did. You did well, though. What you said was really funny. Well, you did. You did. You handled it really well. And let's just talk about Northeast Arkansas because I'll be like legit. I was a little bit nervous that people would be upset with me, right? Like, oh man, I can't believe you oh, let that happen. Right. But people seemed to, to understand that I couldn't control the situation and yeah. they thought I handled it kind of clever or whatever. So I, I got a pass on that. Yes. No, I think so. Yeah. No, you, you handled it really well. Nobody would blame you for that. That was, you could tell though, you're out, you're, you were spot on. She was getting amped up just being there. She was kind of, But you know what? We want her back on Saturday. Oh, no. I don't know. (laughs) We'd love to have her back. I'm not sure we're going to give her the microphone again. Um, But but now that I know she got away with that, I think I'm going to start dropping those words in my intro. Y'all should hear what happens when the mics go off. (laughs) Welcome to Blankety 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 Blank. Anyway, um, so we we call Shane not just to mess around and play, (laughs) but it ends up being that half the time. Uh, we also call for information on health and fitness and wellness and all the different things that he knows so much about. We call this Doc Talk. Uh, Doc, what do you have for us this week? So I've got a couple of cool things. There's, um, there's been talk about this, and I've been watching some articles. Um, when we talk about vitality and talk about you know how long you live and how well you live, we're always looking at these different markers. You know, Is it a blood test? Is there some sort of um, you know, mental cognition test you can do? There's one that keeps coming up and is gaining a lot of traction. It is your grip strength. Hmm. And there's this thing kind of going around like, you know, maybe grip strength should be something like even something we do with, um, and as often as we do vital signs, like blood pressure and heart rate and respiratory rate, we should do grip strength. Now, that's going to sound strange for some people, but yep. let me give you a little bit of background. There was this classic study that came out uh, of, of Sweden, and it was back during uh, World War II where they they did physical exams on everybody that, that came into the military there. And really fascinating data that they followed up on and then continues to be true. And they, they would test these young men's grip strength, so, so how much, how well they could grip, how strong they could grip. And they had these measurements and these different uh, devices that could measure that. And the individuals who had the weakest grip, grip strength in their late teens mm-hmm. were 20% more likely to have died by their mid-50s. Weird. That is, but what do they think the correlation is? Well, that, they're not that. I don't know that we've we've done that, but there was even a correlation with suicide rate in terms of the higher higher suicide rate with those with the weakest grip strength. And so there's been some follow up data mm-hmm. on that as well, and saying that you know that and what that really there's different theories in terms of what that means. So your grip strength it talks about your, it gives a general idea of your overall strength, like your upper body strength. And you know this, you work out. Yeah, sure. So you know in terms of like when you're doing curls and when you're, when you're working different parts of the, of the body and working different muscle groups and things like that, um, you can see how that would affect your grip strength. Mm-hmm. So overall, it's just kind of a quick, 
hey, this, this individual is, is fairly healthy based on their grip strength. And so, but there's even some, some disease processes that they've looked at that have been associated, like you've got a lower risk of Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, um, premature death rates, um, looking at some on cardiovascular disease. Um, now, it's not a fail-safe, but it's, there's enough information circulating around about it that it's something that they're looking at. Maybe we as physicians should be checking this on individuals when they come in, you know, just when you come to the regular doctor's visit. So is that Isn't something – well, yeah, because I would have never thought that. But is that something that we work on through, you know, deadlifts and barbell curls? Because I would assume just using using your wrists and your hands and your grip – uh, yeah. doing that stuff. I mean, it all seems to, to kind of come back to, we should move, we should use our muscles, we should continue to exercise. Yep. Dr. Spites, right. I think, my dad did not lift weights, but I remember back in the 80s or 90s, weren't those grip, those springy grip mm-hmm. things like yeah. such a big deal? I think he had two of those and he would go around yeah. the house gripping that and I'm like, what is he doing? He didn't, he didn't do anything else, right. but what, yeah. is that what we should be doing? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think I think what this is actually pointing to is a marker to your what you said, Brandon, oh, your physical you. activity. Yeah. So it's just kind of a quick check of you know rather than putting you through the gauntlet of some you know physical fitness test, um, basically it's a quick test to see okay you're in pretty good shape based on your grip strength. It mm-hmm. just it, it's a quick check of telling us what your physical fitness is. Um, and so, like I said, it's not and it's they use this. Um, called a uh, dynamometer is what it is, but it, it's a thing. It's, it's, it's what you kind of described, Kelly, where you would grip it and you would squeeze it and it would measure mm-hmm. the pounds per square inch that you would be able to deliver. And so based on that, it would give an idea of whether you have a, you know, a good grip strength or whether you're weaker than the national average or whatever. So it's just kind of a quick check. Like I said, it's not an absolute, but it's gaining popularity in terms of maybe this is something we need to be checking when we talk about, an individual's physical fitness. Because even when I see patients, I'll say, well, tell me about your activity. Mm. Well, I walk to class. Okay, is that all you do? Well, sometimes I do this. Or sometimes, well, I work out three times a week. Okay, what does that look like? So, you know, I've got to, I'm pulling this information out, you know, well, how many reps are you doing? What are you doing? That takes a lot. If I just did maybe this grip strength, maybe that would tell me all I need to know about your physical fitness. You about, think- your, about your, from a muscular standpoint. I think it's important to mention, and you kind of talk about varying your exercise, but you know, a lot of people, the reason they start to exercise, let's be, if we're going to be real, most people, when they start exercising is to lose weight. I want to lose some weight. I want to get in better shape, but most of it comes down to a weight deal. And a lot of people go and they they think cardio is the way to do that. So they do tons and tons of cardio and they might ignore the strength training, which as we get older is important to make sure that you have strong muscles. Oh, it's so, and, and, and I'll go back to what you what you just mentioned as well, because it's a huge deal. The diversity of exercise is so important. Mm-hmm. More and more data is coming out about that. And I'll have individuals that will come in and just say, well, you know, um, you know, I walk. You know, I walk three or four times a week. Okay, mm-hmm. well, what else do you do? Well, that's all I do. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that tells me a lot right there. So you're not doing any kind of strength training. You're not doing any kind of, of advanced uh, stretching or yoga exercises or anything like that. So. So you're not doing you. Ha, you need to do that diversity. It's not enough, like you said, just to go and be able to do cardio or be able to walk or jog. You've you've got to do more than that. And as we get older, our bodies are going to be, we'll just say, less forgiving. Mm-hmm. We expect a lot out of our bodies, and we get used to that. Certainly in the teens and early twenties, we expect our you know our bodies bounce back quick. You don't feel anything. 
you can go and blow and do whatever you want to. Once you hit about 30 or 35, mm-hmm. things start to kind of slow down. Yeah. Muscles start to contract, ligaments, tendons start to kind of contract. And if you don't work to kind of keep them lax and mobile and, and in good shape, then you'll lose that over time. One thing I've learned, and I want to get your thoughts on this, and we'll get off of the topic, but I think for people who you know are, again, trying to lose weight and they think you know, cardio is the way to do that, a lot of times you, know, you start with cardio, and then what, what I've read and what I've studied is that sometimes that slows down your metabolism. So, and as your body gets better at cardio, it takes more cardio to be able to burn the same amount of calories, right? So now you can't just run half a mile. You have to run a mile. Now you can't run one mile. You have to run two miles. Uh, and with strength training, you basically we just progressively lift more weight, heavier weight, or more reps. But with cardio, you have to go longer and longer and longer. Do you believe in that? That you know, if you're just doing cardio, eventually your metabolism slows down and, and your body gets used to that. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. Um, well, your metabolism is going to will slow down once you hit a certain age. Once you hit a certain you know, just genetically, at whatever point you're predisposed to have your, your metabolism start, start to slow down on you. For everybody, that's different. And for some people, it gets accelerated once you get older, once you start in your 40s and 50s, you start to notice it even more. Right. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm pretty consistent, like, on my strength training. Like, I don't, every once in a while, I may do a max or something like that, or mm-hmm. may try to, you know, try to go to, but I don't go to exhaustion every time I do weight. I don't, right. I don't do that. And that's not recommended as you get older, either. Uh, because you will increase the risk of injury uh, as you get older by doing that. Um, so the reps are important. Obviously, you know, maintaining and if you're and you can still build muscle um, even as you get older. You can there's still evidence you can still build muscle on the on the aerobic exercise piece on the cardio piece. Um, what typically happens is the more you're doing, then your exercise tolerance is better. Mm-hmm. So what it is is it's like okay, I just I jogged a mile. I actually I feel pretty good. Like I could probably go another half a mile. And that's because of your tolerance. And so then you'll notice your resting heart rate is lower, which is huge. You'll notice your blood pressure is lower. That's when you're really starting to see these, these amazing effects of regular exercise on your daily life. I think I do need to do a better job at, you know, cardio just for heart health. You know, I love the weight part. The cardio is probably not my favorite part, but I do the walking. So anyway, vary your exercise. That's one takeaway that we can have from today. Hit me with one more thing. What you got? So one of, this is not going to surprise people, but we've got data now that is showing there's a so there's a food additive that's in a lot of foods that's used to um, to maintain shelf life, and I, and all of us that are old enough will remember the uh, the invincible Twinkie that'll sit there on the, <laughs> the shelf life of like fifty years. Yeah, come that's on now. Pretty, pretty sure this is in that. Um, the reason why this is coming out is, is this food additive actually is associated with cardiovascular disease right. and higher coronary artery risk or higher risk of heart attack uh, and stroke. Um, and the likelihood is, is that as you consume this, it's not something that's broken down because obviously it's put in by the manufacturers <laughs> to increase the shelf life of the food. Well, if that means if it doesn't break down very easily, it's probably not going to break down in your body very easily. Right. Um, and so typically what this, this specific um, ingredient is used to keep like oils and water mixed together and, and, pro- and prolongs the shelf life of processed foods. Now, you've heard us talk about this before. We talk about processed foods. We talk about highly processed foods. And so this is, this is we kind of knew this, but now we're finding the data to support that, okay, these, 
these kinds of ingredients that really prolong shelf life are not good for your heart mm. or good for your body over time. And so there is a um, is an associated risk with these um, these kinds of compounds. And that, like I said, that that's probably don't come as a surprise to most people. But now we're actually seeing the data uh, to to support that. Is there a certain additive that we need we need to be on the lookout for to make sure we're not consuming too much of it? Is there one or is it multiple? So I, I knew you were going to ask that. It's multiple, okay. and some of them are. Um, and typically, it's those things when you read the label and you're like, I can't even pronounce this. <laughs> it's um, like uh, one in particular is um, carboxymethylcellulose. Oh, Carboxymethylcellulose is one of them. Um, and that's so it's one of those things, which is an organic compound. If it looks like it was something from a chemistry book, it's probably not that good for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, right. Just in general. Always great uh, so, advice. Yeah, no, it's just always great advice and stuff that we sometimes don't think about. So many of us are just so used to, hey, you know, let's grab the Pop-Tart. Let's grab the Twinkie. Right. we got to get to school. Mm-hmm. And what we're not thinking about is all we're ingesting is basically sugar and a you know amount of carbs mm-hmm. before we go out and start our day. And then, you know, we don't eat until lunch and maybe even after school in some cases. Yeah, grab an apple, grab an orange, grab some grapes. I mean, these are all quick, easy foods, too. You know, there's lots of different fruits out there that you can grab and take with you. Um so lots of options, lots of healthier options, I'll say. What about nuts? Is that okay? Nuts? Yeah. What kind of nuts? No, like if you're running out of the house, can you just grab some of those and go or what? Nuts are, nuts are actually really good for you. Nuts are, and the different, the like the, you'll see the, the like the mixed nuts. Yeah. Mixed nuts and GA, those are really good for you, actually. They have um, a lot of good um, uh, protein, a lot of good nutrients, um, omega-3s. Yeah, the healthy fats. Um, now, yet don't eat them in the shell. Okay, you heard uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. he he eats. Okay. He sucks on the peanut shell. At oh. a baseball game, that's what I do. I don't do that on a regular basis. But if I if I have it that doesn't old... matter. You're still disgusting. Is that disgusting, Shane? Yeah, that's kind of disgusting. Okay. <laughs> is it bad? Is it bad for me to do that? I don't. Well, here's the deal. So I don't just know that the manufacturers yeah. that put those peanuts in that bag. Uh huh. The, they they expect somebody to open up the the peanut and eat the the nut on the inside and not the not sucking on the shell, which oh, is okay. Are man, you the kind of people it. they have to write those things on the bags for? <laughs> <laughs> Do not it's eat. The warning label. Yeah. <laughs> Do not suck, suck shell. I am that guy. Y'all, he is uh, the dean yeah. of the NYIT College of Osteopathic <laughs> Medicine at Arkansas State, and he's never received a game ball. He is Doctor Shane Spites. <laughs> Great chat with you today, man. We'll talk to you next week. Good talk to you guys, too. Y'all have a great week. All Take right, care. Too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Beverly Parker from Keep Jonesboro Beautiful, the beautification project that is really being overseen by a committee and the mayor of Jonesboro, Harold Copenhaver. Uh, we had the chance to, to visit with him at football the other day. Did you see him the other day at football? Oh, uh, I did. Did you hear him singing? Uh, wasn't that fantastic? He's pretty good, isn't he? <laughs> he Actually, is. he's not that great. His his buddies are pretty good in the trio, but you know he he stands there with them. But uh, it's consistent. Every time they're together, it's great. And <laughs> yeah. it's actually on my bucket list to do a duet. It, it with was the it was all okay. inspiring. Yeah, no, they're good. Did you enjoy football the other day? Uh, I enjoyed the uh, festivities. It was wonderful to be back at the stadium. Yeah, I thought so, too. And the weather was perfect. And do you realize the weather this weekend is supposed to be even better? Whoa. Like temperatures even better. So 
Real football weather. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget A-State football. Uh, beautification, though. Beverly comes in. She is the chairperson. She is the main, the top dog in Keep Jonesboro Beautiful. Bow wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's an important deal, and it's something you take a lot of pride in. And we learned that in talking to Beverly the last time she was in studio is – you know, whenever you want to chair an event or be be the head of a committee or something like that, you need to have passion. Mm-hmm. And you have passion for, number one, the city of Jonesboro, and then the beautification of, of what we're going to do in the city. Right. And, uh, and why do you think you have so much passion? Because I, it's almost like oozing out of your pores when we oh, talk. Well, thank you very much. Uh, people will say that whatever I do, I'm all in, so I'll just yeah. leave it at that. <laughs> you know? Well, that's a good but, way to be, though. Um, it's near and dear to me, not just because it's making our city beautiful. This is about the economic viability of our city. Right. Uh, people don't move to a town that doesn't inspire them or doesn't look good, or companies don't relocate to cities that they think are not well-maintained. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not just about being nicey-nicey and, you know, keeping your trash all picked up. This is about your – and I'm speaking to the bros out there maybe. Mm -hmm. Wait, the bros? You mean (laughs) me? (laughs) Did you notice how she kind of looked at me when she said that? (laughs) You know, it's it's about a job, you know, finding a job, keeping a job, uh, having your children in great schools that uh, teach – about environmental things and um, inspire them to go on to make a great city. What you said about, you know, driving through a city or or going through a city, visiting a city, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you know the cities that are well taken care of, Mm -hmm. and you know the ones you're like, ah, you know, I wouldn't want to live here. Who wants to live here? You know, we see those, but I don't think I've ever really processed that here at home. I don't think about that actively. Now, my yard, you know, we do a pretty good job Mm -hmm. at my house, but I don't think about it like citywide. Well, uh, that's easy to do because we get accustomed. We we drive by what we drive by. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really process that much. Um, so I guess I'm asking people to kind of look with a more critical eye at not just the city. What it comes down to is the people of the city. And sure. I said before, our city will be as clean as the people here want it to be. Sure. And so back to inspiration and talking uh, to your audience it's really about taking pride. You mentioned earlier pride in our city and um, being the inspiration. Okay, I want to be an inspiration to people out there, but I want them to now be an inspiration in their neighborhood or with their church or with their school, wherever they can have influence to really look at our city critically because uh, we have a beautiful city. Sure. I want to make sure that everybody knows that I think we have a beautiful city. Uh, but can we do better? Mm-hmm. Uh, can we make it look better? Can we make it look more inviting? Yes, we can. You don't want to be that person in the neighborhood that the rest of the neighbors are talking about. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be that person. That's true. You know, oh, look at so-and-so's yard. Oh, it doesn't keep yeah. up with the yard. Oh, I can't yeah. believe what they have out front. All the different things that happen like that. Uh, there's a, there, We're talking about, you know, cleaning up the city of Jonesboro. There's also, uh, you know, the Great Arkansas Cleanup and, and the idea that you guys are looking to do a fall cleanup extravaganza that's going to happen, uh, what is it, on the 25th, Monday, Correct. September 25th at the Chamber. Tell me what this event's going to be about. Yes. So, again, we're just trying to uh, communicate to the public some ideas about things that they can do, give them some tools. Um, and I'll just kind of go through some of the things that have been going on and that we hope to happen. Um, 
I think uh, Scott Roper, mm-hmm. our um, code enforcement officer, right. has been here and talked about the community cleanups in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. That is working fantastically. He's a great guy. He's going to be on hand. So if people want to come by and chat with him about a particular neighborhood that they mm-hmm. have concerns about, he'll be there. Uh, we want to also encourage more people to, to recycle and recycle properly. Right. And so we'll be talking about that. The first five people that come to the recycling, I'm going to call it the sanitation booth, uh, can get one of those free blue recycling bins. So we're giving some things away. Another thing we'll be talking about uh, that day is the paper lawn bags. And uh, this might be uh, one of the newest things to come along for the city. Tell me about that because I haven't heard about this. Okay. Well, you know when you put your plastic waste out there the plastic uh, lawn waste right uh it might sit there a while uh unfortunately and the city wants to make that better mm-hmm. the problem is that the truck that carries that away takes two people because did you know that once you put your lawn grass in that black bag right. that it actually has to be sifted out of that black bag into the truck that takes it away from your curb okay. i didn't know that yeah okay ah. Because of EPA regs, plastic doesn't go in the incinerary. Okay, right. And so, Makes sense. So just imagine that happening all over town when the lawn waste is picked up, that some gentleman or right. gentlewoman is out at the back <laughs> of the truck uh, sifting that grass Gosh. out, and that just is very cumbersome. So sure. We want to well, it doubles the time. Yeah, it takes time. We need to streamline that process, mm-hmm. and we're encouraging people to go to paper lawn bags. You know, yeah. the big. Sure, that makes sense. They come from the from the home improvement stores. We'll actually be giving some away yeah. on the twenty fifth for people to try, and um, we we hope that we'll get more cooperation with that because it's much easier for the city to get those picked up and therefore the time frame mm-hmm. for picking up the yard waste will be decreased. It helps everybody. Yeah. yeah so I didn't it, even know that was a thing. That's good. It, it's a process improvement. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I can't imagine being the person who's like, Oh, I got to take dump another one of these bags out again to get to my next stop yeah. and do it again. Uh-huh. And you think about it, some places will have 10 bags out, mm-hmm. you know, oh my gosh, 15 yeah. bags and um, it's a lot of work. Anyway. So that's one of the things we're going to work on. Um, on to the beautification side, we'll also have someone there talking out pollinator gardener, pollinator gardens. Right. We will actually have seeds to give away and some examples. Uh, one might not know that now's the time to plant seeds for fall blooms. Okay. And so we'll be giving those away for people that want to generate um, a place for bees and butterflies. We know that yeah. they're uh, very much endangered. Uh, and We'll have the polar roller. Come on now. Hey. Free ice am, cream for everybody yeah, who wants to come I by. I'm saying that right. Yep. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I always it for some reason. The roller polar. <laughs> That's a little um, bug. Barbara, Barbara wasn't laughing. <laughs> oh, she, okay. It takes a lot to make Barbara laugh. <laughs> now, Barbara, Barbara, I did not say it. She knows I love her. She's put okay. up with me for 20-something years now. So, uh, <laughs> also, we're going to have... You know, the cleanup vest, the litter grabbers for people, uh, some T-shirts to give away. We want people to be um, 
encouraged and have tools to have their own pop-up cleanup. Maybe a church would like to do that. Maybe a neighborhood would like to get together to do that. It doesn't take somebody from the city saying, hey, clean up your yard. Uh, We should all have pride in our yards and our uh, neighborhoods that we can make that happen. Help police our own neighborhoods. So again, this event, the fall cleanup extravaganza is going to happen on Monday, September the 25th from 3.30 until 6 at the uh, Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce on Nettleton. Right. And Beverly, if people want to find out more about Keep Jonesboro Beautiful in general, if there's something that they want to learn more about on, on how they can improve, where can they get the information? They can go to keepjonesboroandbeautiful.org or they can private message me. Right. Or uh, there's also information on our Facebook page. And is there any truth to the fact that if you drive by a house and it looks like it's kind of disheveled, you're going to the door and banging on the door? Brandon, is that true? Say that. <laughs> Can you imagine Sweet Beverly? <laughs> Only to Barbara's door. <laughs> yes. Have you been to Barbara's house yet? I have not. Okay. Do we, I need to go? We might need to check that out. Brandon. <laughs> Barbara, I'm sorry. I set you up for that. You did. KeepJonesboroBeautiful.com, again, is the website. Clean, green, and beautiful. And y'all, it's time to fight dirty. Think yeah, the it. last comment I want to make is it's a drop-in, so it's not like you're coming or staying from 3.30 to 6. Gotcha. You're just going to come through, grab what you want, and be out of there. So come on by and visit. Monday, September the 25th the chains, uh, at the Chamber. And again, it's time to fight dirty. I love the tagline. And keep JonesboroBeautiful.com. This is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined this morning by Taylor Kelso, who is representing the Community Health Education Foundation, ChefJonesboro.org. Taylor, welcome to the show. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? We're doing all right. What have you been doing so far today? Well, I've already been up and running, actually, this morning, so I have that done with. Now I just get to start my day with my daughter and get her to preschool. Oh, that's sweet. So you're one of those people who I have to try to dodge early in the morning uh, who wants to get out and run early. Is that right? (laughs) Yes, yes, that's me. I try to wear my light so you can see me a little bit better, (laughs) but I am one of those people that's up early running. All right, let's talk about kind of what that looks like. What time do you have to wake up to get out for a run? Um, usually depends on just how far I'm going. So right now I am training for a marathon. So um, typical miles are five plus. Um, so Or um, this weekend I have to do nine. So oh. I'll probably get up around 530, um, get out the door by six. So you're the chairperson of the Heart and Soul 5K, 10K, and Half Marathon that's happening on Saturday, September the 30th. Uh, And again, this is going to be a fundraising event for the Community Health Education Foundation. Uh, Do you plan on participating in this uh, this event? I'm sad this year I am not. Um, I have in the past, but since I'm a chair, I have a few more duties (laughs) this year, so I will just be at the table. So you'll see me there at the finish line and start line. So why is the heart and soul something that you wanted to kind of be the chairperson of? I know obviously for the Community Health Education Foundation, but what does that mean to you and to this city? Well, when I moved here a couple of years ago, um, it was a local race. And I thought how cool to be to be able to do something locally, just kind of 
make it a tradition I do every year. And so that's kind of how it started. And then when I put two and two together about chef and the race, then I was like, well, that's where I really want to be is I want to be a part of that and putting this together and making it better and just being part of the community and letting them know about the race and um, getting them healthier in that sort of aspect. And so that's kind of what it's grown to me, um, just just wanting to be a part of the community and, and putting running with it, which is my love, then what what better way to do it? Well, it's important for us all to move and to be healthy. We talked to Dr. Shane Spites about that early this morning about, you know, activity and cardio and weightlifting and yoga and stretching, all the things that are so important just to longevity and health. Uh, when you talk about the Community Health Education Foundation, and I know we've talked about this with our friend Emily Lard before, uh, you know, it's about promoting health and, and things of that nature, but also about AED placement, which until I talked to Emily, I didn't know that's what those things were called. But those AEDs are important to have around this community. Yes. Yes, they are. They're um, a big help. We've put them in many, many churches and um, different community buildings around the city, and we've had them actually save a couple people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why we do it is just to be out there and help people. So again, the race, the Heart and Soul 5K, 10K and Half Marathon is going to happen on Saturday, September the 30th. It's going to start and end at the Southwest Church of Christ. Uh, Taylor, kind of tell us what people need to know about this event. Uh, is there going to be you know, money awarded? What kind of you know prizes? All the different stuff that's going on with that. What do you have? Yes, we have the top three finishers, uh, men and women, get um, – Medals, well, they get a finisher's medal, and then they also get trophies and um, awarded money. Um, You come. We also have a breakfast, um, biscuits and gravy breakfast. We'll have people out there doing massages, um, the Nortec boots. We have some of those out there if anybody needs them, you know, pre-race or post-race recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll have all the snacks you can think of along the race. And so lots of music, bands, supporting people being out there. It will be lots of fun. So it sounds like you've tried to put together something that's more than just a a chance for somebody to go and run. You've tried to put together an event and experience. Yes, most definitely. So do people need to get signed up before the race? Is that something they, they need to go ahead and do now? Yes, they do. We don't have any last-minute sign-ups, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So if you do, please get signed up by the, I believe it's the 19th. Okay. Um, get your, And then you can get your T-shirt, which is usually what a runner does a race for anyways. <laughs> so get, get signed up so you can get that T-shirt and then get your finisher's medal, and you'll be all set. You know, it's something I've noticed uh, over the years of doing different events with with five Ks and ten Ks and you know half marathons and things and things like that. There is a built in running community in Northeast mm-hmm. Arkansas that is much bigger yes. than I ever dreamed. Yes, yes, it is really big. And if you kind of if you can find some people like that, um, you'll you'll find out all the different races, and people will just pass along all their info, um, all their little nidbits about running that you could ever think of. And Taylor, if people want to find out more about the heart and soul, 5k, 10k and half marathon, where's the best place to get that info? Well, you can go to our website um, or you can go to the race roster, 
um, raceroster.com website and um, find Heart and Soul, and you can sign up there as well. Again, it's all a fundraiser for the Community Health Education Foundation. That is chefjonesboro.org if you want to find out more. And Taylor Kelso joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Taylor, have a great morning and best of luck, okay? Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. All right, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined in studio this morning by Mr. Rodney Poff from Jonesboro Occasions Magazine. (laughs) Brandon! He's back, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry he won't stay long. Here's here's what happens. Let me... Uh, Rodney already knows what's going through your head. No, no, don't stir him. No. What happens is he, he mm. for some reason, someone lets him in charge of all those buttons over there, and he likes to push certain buttons, and I mean that literally and figuratively, whatever, uh, and there's nothing you can do. Oh, there's a lot I can do. Oh. No, see. No Rod- cover of Occasions Magazine ever. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay, because I'm mad at you for multiple different things. Multiple oh. different, huh? No, and it all stems from from Saturday and what you said to me on Monday, because you hurt my feelings on Monday, and I thought you were my friend, and you proved to me you weren't. But let's go back to the cover of Occasion since she referenced that. My friend's appearances are on there, right? Right? They're on the cover. Yeah. I was telling Julie and Jeff that out of all the years that I've been here, 21 years of goodwill and community involvement and stuff like that, you've never put me on the cover. And here they swoop in, and the first five minutes they're in town, they get the cover of the freaking magazine. The first magazine. five minutes they're in town. And Julie oh, okay. said she's going to reach out to you and talk to you about putting me on the cover. Don't put that on her. She did. You're a liar. She did say that. Brandon. She did not. She thinks I deserve the cover. Brandon, you can't say. Look at you. can tell no, me she, full of it. Well, all you got to do is look at it. You Julie, can I apologize. She said I, I deserve back. the cover. Jeff yeah. doesn't think so. <laughs> I, that was, we were, there was a, an event that night in the uh, north end zone, the, mm-hmm. the north, uh, the practice uh, building. Yeah, it was thing. like that football kickoff. Yeah. Yep. And so we were there attending the event and all of a sudden we had to take our party hats off and put our work hats on and do yeah. the shoot that's on the cover no but like legit it, it turned out to be it a does. really good shoot and you know i mean they're they're a sweet family and yeah. um, just the idea 50 seasons inside that stadium mm-hmm. um and it it, sh- it it takes good pictures like that's a good picture and the stadium looks good the lighting looks good i think that's strong and that's uh, i don't know if you understand this or not brandon but what? that's why you haven't been on the cover Oh, it needs ouch. to be a good cover. Ouch. It hurts. Okay. It's hurting. And I don't know if we can handle the glare. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Oh, hang on. Can I show you a picture that Shane Spite sent me? Oh, yeah. Show him. This is So he sends me this. Here's what happens. Do you the, think he altered You know it? this is radio, right? People can't see. I know, but I'm going to show you so you can tell people what it looks like. Looks like you have a cherry for a head. It looks like, <laughs> yeah. I got to get, hang on. Let me get back to it. Because like a tomato head. There are a bunch of people who have my number who, whenever I'm down there working, they start texting me. One of those is Shane Spites. One is Rodney Poff. The other is Eddie Fight. (laughs) (laughs) So Shane sends me this picture, and I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind because I'm on the Jumbotron, okay? Don't cuss. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is my... He's wearing a red shirt, and... It looks like I'm about to die. That's really you? Do I look like an Oompa Loompa? It looks like one of the... Who was the one on... Uh, uh, okay. Oh. What did he just say? Huh? What did he just okay. say? 
So, so Poff comes in on Monday. He's dropping off magazines because finally, once a month, he has something to do. Okay. Right? Oh, right. <laughs> it's like two days out of the month, he's got something to do. He's dropping off occasions magazine. Audrey, I also apologize for Brandon. No, and, and then so he decides to tell me something insulting. She's used to it. That's why she doesn't do this exactly. anymore. <laughs> you go he, handle him. He insults me when he comes into the room. Out of all the good stuff I do for the community, the fabric of Arkansas is what I call myself. Rodney comes in to insult me. Well, that's the problem, Brandon, is that you don't understand the difference between insulting and the truth. But the truth you told me, I don't like the truth. Well, that's what you did. And Rodney, I you am, don't like the truth. I am going to tell you, when you came in and you told Brandon what you said, I have had to deal with the repercussions of that since you left, and I've had to talk him off the ledge yes. several times. And I guarantee, I haven't talked to your wife, but I guarantee you, as soon as you went home, mm-hmm. you said the same mm-hmm. thing to her. So there are two people having to talk him down because of what you said. this idiot over here. Go ahead. This tell him tell idiot. him what you said. Yeah, this Go idiot ahead. over here did that. This idiot. What, really? did, you, what did you say to me on Monday? Um, I just repeated to you what my daughter said. And what did she say, Rodney? Well... You know, Saturday during the game, there was a segment where you had uh, here we go. You had a is, uh, a student um, don't hold back, Ronnie. on the sideline. This is another reference to that event. Yes, um, and <laughs> and after it was over, we were all laughing about it. And uh, our daughter says, <laughs> our daughter says, Mm-mm. I said, was that you think that was funny? She goes, that was hilarious. Right. But I wonder what the older bald guy. Who speaks? I wonder what he thinks about it. Okay. The older bald guy. Yeah. Who's who, been here her whole life, basically. Who is she talking about? No, Rodney? you stop stirring it up. The, the, the tomato head. <laughs> <laughs> so Rodney tells me this, and then I start having this fear. Cause, but before he left, he said, I just want you to know that's what young people think of you. You're just the old guy. And then he walks out the door. He leaves like he's yeah. George Costanza. He's just out of here. And I have to deal with it. And I told him in a text... Rodney, you can't do that to me because I'm fragile. It was immediate intervention. <laughs> Understand that I've known you long enough. I know you're fragile, and that's why I do it. All right. Anyway. Rodney, wait, he wait, does wait. ask for it. Which child was this? I'm not going to tell no. him. No. I need to know which child. Yeah, to, you're going to stalk her. No. To bear I have her events. back. Uh-huh. Start messaging her. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Rodney comes in. We talk about the events that are happening in Northeast Arkansas. This is the Jonesboro Occasions Magazine event roster. What you got for me? Well, uh, tomorrow, September 14th, uh, at the Bradbury Art Museum, they will be hosting an opening reception for two new exhibits okay. from 5 to 6.30, Sweet Dreams. It's a curated group uh, exhibition of surreal, fantastical, and dreamy contemporary artwork. Hmm. And then there is Memento Mori. It's an exhibition of narrative uh, sculptural portraits by Little Rock-based artist Michael Warwick. Uh, viewing hours are Tuesday through Saturday from noon to 5 through November fi- uh, 15th. And you can call 972-3687 for more information on that. That's cool. What else you got? Friday at the Fowler Center, uh, they will present Cash on Cash, a night with Robert Burke Warren. Uh, this is at the Drama Theater at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Warren is a performer, writer, musician, and teacher who shares about the life of Johnny Cash through performance. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and he has a book. Signed books will be available for purchase. You can go to calendar.astate.edu slash Fowler for more information on that. Are you a big fan of Johnny Cash? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, I figured you were. You realized that, I, was it yesterday, it was the 20-year anniversary of his passing? Yeah. That's crazy. I had no idea it had been that long. Yeah. 
I mean, his legacy lives so big here. You hear that name so often. Well, I didn't think it had been 20 years. And the the Johnny Cash Music Fest. You, you, yeah, you're yeah. always, you know, it's just, he, he was, he was definitely was and still is a treasure. Yeah. The man yeah. in black. Yeah. What else? Oh, uh, Saturday, uh, the Jonesboro Walk to Defeat ALS will begin at 11 o'clock. A-State University Student Union Lawn. Mm-hmm. Check-in will start at 9.30. To participate in the walk, uh, go to walk to defeatals.org. Or you can call 277-6533. Um, that, that should be huge. Yeah. It's no, going to be beautiful weather. <clears throat> well, and then we have A-State football later on. So. I've got that, uh, the, which is A-State versus Stony Brook. and. Yeah. From everything I'm reading about Stony Brook, we we should have our first win of the season. We got this one, right? Yeah. Hey, and let's talk about the weather because Saturday looks like sunshine and like the high temperature is 83. Yeah. Like that's going to be yes. nice. Yeah. And and you were there at the game. Beverly Parker was at the game. Shane Spites was at the game. So many people that we have talked to in, you know, today already were at that game this past week. The environment was great. Uh, the community came back together. To me, it felt like the biggest game we've had since the pandemic. As far as attendance, the vibe in the tailgate area was awesome. You know, the Alumni Association did their deal. Uh, Ted Hergen and Davey Carter were doing their deal. The Red Wolf Walk was awesome. I just hope we can run it back this week and do the same thing. Yeah, I think so. And, I, you know, and little things like the weather is going to mm-hmm. be huge. Yeah. Um, who doesn't want to go out and see football when it's – yeah. Perfect football weather, you know? Well, you know there's some new stuff you can take to your seats with you, right? What is that, Brandon? I don't know if I can say, but you can take some special uh, cups. Attention, members and guests. There you go. You can take some special cups to your seats now all throughout the stadium. It's not just a tower thing. It's not just a north end zone thing. It's it's everywhere. And if that makes a difference to you, cool. And if it doesn't, that's cool, mm-hmm. too. Uh, but, again, it's the experience. This is our chance for our community to come together. What else are you going to do on Saturday evening? Yeah, Might as well do A-State football. That's right. Again, it's Rodney Poff, who is no longer allowed in studio with us. This is his final appearance after oh, after all oh, these Oh, if years. this is my final appearance, no, give, no. give me some time, man. <laughs> As Mr. Rodney Poff so eloquently puts it at the end of every Jonesboro Occasions Magazine event roster. Poff off. This is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We are joined this morning by the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Uh, he's back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Dr. Reed, good morning, man. What's happening over there? We're starting the day out very good today. Hey, so last week when we started the day, it sounded like maybe your day was getting away from you because every animal that showed up, there were like six or seven or eight that showed up with like stuff that needed to happen right then. Did you make it through last week? We made it through last week. Yeah, that was a heck of a Wednesday morning. And uh, today, like I started out better because so far it's just been a few little minor, mainly skin. There's three dogs with uh, two with ear issues and one with uh, allergy issues. So that's, that's more manageable. Yes, the allergy issues, is that just because, you know, stuff's fallen from the trees already, or what does that look like? Yeah, you know, right now, apparently there's a very high ragweed pollen count. You know, that's an end of the summer blooming weed, and um, a lot of these dogs that have done pretty well throughout the summer, they always sometimes will flare up, you know, September, October as these ragweed uh, flowers. So, um, you know, it's out there right now. 
Hey, do you have any luck or have you ever had any luck with those perimeter fences that are kind of buried in yards? Because like, I want to take Murphy outside, and Murphy sometimes is really great, right? And he'll be out there for 10 or 15 minutes with us, and then all of a sudden here comes a bird, and that sucker just takes mm-hmm. off. Yeah, you know, I have, I've had several clients. Uh, in fact, I had a client in last week that was uh, putting one in. Uh, they live right on Main Street, and uh, uh, they got two little dogs, so it was important they were having one installed. But for the most part, it, they work pretty well from the feedback I get from clients. Mm. Occasionally, if there's a squirrel or another dog, you know, as they get within that zone where it starts beeping, to warn them, sometimes uh, the dog is just too anxious and excited and they'll go right through it you know right through the boundary so it's not a hundred percent but for certain dogs i think it does definitely definitely help hey walk me through this too and this is just some random thing uh that i just now thought of because i was going through a toolbox the other day looking for something and i saw what i believe is a dog whistle and then i started thinking like do these dog whistles really work do dogs really come back if we have those dog whistles they can hear the high-frequency pitch, you know, a lot of them. I haven't actually seen one in a while, but, uh, you know, when when you would blow on them, they you can't, at least people can't hear the, the pitch of the of the sound, but apparently it's a very high-frequency noise that dogs can hear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think you could use it to train your dog. I don't know that all of them will immediately come if you blow the whistle unless they've been trained properly, where, you know, you kind of reward them and with a treat or something. But, but yeah, they're supposed to hear that where people can't. Yeah, that's so weird that they have a, that. That's a frequency that we can't hear, but that mm-hmm. they can't hear. So, are there other like sounds? What can dogs hear that we don't hear? Like, is it you know? Because sometimes I think, oh, they sense that the weather's coming or that the train's coming. Are they really catching some of that stuff way before we do? Yeah, they do. It's pretty amazing their their hearing range. Uh, they can hear low frequency sounds, and you know, I think that's why a lot of these dogs get. Um, get nervous when uh, approaching a uh, thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. They probably hear thunder long before we were able to detect it. And uh, it, you know, that's why they become like dogs that have storm phobias, uh, become anxious, you know, you know, minutes to hours before a storm actually um, get, get here. And they probably hear about twice as many frequencies um, that, that we, um, that we can hear. Mm-hmm. And I remember, one time that what a human ear can hear from 20 feet away, the dogs can hear from about 80 feet away. So, you know, when you think that they're hearing something four times the distance that we can, you know, they've got a very, a very good uh, uh, sense of, uh, and a range of hearing. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. Staying on the the senses thing, because something else just came to my head about that. Um, Can dogs sense that we're sick because of a scent or is it because of our behavior that's changed and they could sense a change there? I think it's probably a little of both, but they can definitely detect scents. You know, there are dogs that can detect um, cancer cells by smell. Um, there are dogs that can detect uh, even, you know, and, and diabetics sometimes will have a condition called ketosis where their body produces ketone bodies. And that kind of, it's a type of alcohol, and uh, dogs can smell that. People can smell that, too. I've had diabetic dogs and cats that have very high blood glucose levels. And, you know, one of the things I sometimes do on the initial exam is try to smell their breath because sometimes if they're very hyperglycemic, you know, where their glucose is six or 700 or higher, you can actually smell that ketone 
uh, odor in their breath. Oh, wow. And, you know, again, with the dog's range and sense of smell, it's amazing, you know, what they're using. And that's just, you know, that's what goes for the bomb-sniffing dogs and cadaver dogs that, you know, uh, so they're being used more and more in medicine to actually maybe detect some of these um, medical conditions in people. Wow, that's interesting. What did you bring for us today? I have I have a million questions, obviously, but what did you bring? Well, I was just kind of reminiscing. You know, I've, I've graduated 40 years ago, and when I think about that, I've been in practice 40 years or uh, 10 dog years. And then I think, <laughs> you know, when I graduated, I was 25, so that's another six dog years. So, you know, basically, I'm in dog years, I'm 16 years old, which is pretty darned old for a dog. Right. And, um you know, I, I, I was kind of reminiscing, kind of nostalgic. I've got a 40th year reunion coming up for my veterinary class. And uh, I was thinking back, you know, back in 1983 when I graduated and I went to work in North Little Rock. I was there for two years. I made uh, my starting salary of $17,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And I remember we, we rented a house in North Little Rock and it had all the appliances except the refrigerator or freezer. So the first thing I had to do after we unloaded the moving truck was to um, go to Sears and McCain Mall and get a side-by-side refrigerator freezer. Right. And it was $900. And I remember calling my dad that night and saying, you know, I'm um, paying $33 a month for it for three years. That's only a dollar a day. And some of the <laughs> he gave me was, well, just remember, those dollar-a-day uh, payments every month add up. and you know, and then it has held true. So, you know, that's kind of how I tried to justify it, but it was a necessity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd taken out a student loan, a guaranteed student loan in 1981, $10,000. It was at 3% interest. Had to start paying it back in April um, or March, I think nine months after I graduated. And my payment was $116.10 a month for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I had three coupon books with 40 little coupons in every you know, that I sent in every every day. And um, again, another, you know, it's only a few dollars a day, so it does add up. But when I think back in, in, the, ninth, in the mid-80s, you know, uh, heartworm preventive was first approved in 1977, and it was a once-daily medicine called diethylcarbamazine. And you had to give this dog, your dogs, every single day a pill. Mm-hmm. And Kelly, it's kind of like birth control. You know, if you miss the pill, theoretically, you, the dog gets heartworms. Huh. Right. Sure. And yeah. about 19, I believe it was 1984, uh, Pfizer came out with a product called Polarabib. And it was a chewable once a day. And that made all the difference in the world. You know, these were big kind of beef-flavored chewable tablets. and you could throw them to your dog every day as a treat. And they, their spokes dog was Marmaduke, the cartoon Marmaduke, the Great Dane. Mm-hmm. I remember having a cardboard display in that clinic in North Little Rock of about a six-foot-tall Marmaduke, you know, as you walked in and with a display of these heartworm preventive tablets. And then um, uh, the first once-monthly product come out, came out in 1987. It was HeartGuard. So that totally changed the game, you know, as far as compliance of clients, you know, having to give something only once every 30 days instead of once a day made a big, and of course now we have products that are six and 12 month injections. And so it's it's come a long way. Um, Parvovirus, believe it or not, this kind of was a new virus in 1978 and Mm -hmm. it was devastating. This 
virus mutated from a feline parvovirus that causes panleukopenia or feline distemper in cats. It was very similar, uh, just a couple of amino acids different. And uh, there was no natural immunity. You know, this was a brand new novel virus, uh, kind of like we experienced with COVID. And uh, these dogs, these puppies were getting sick in the morning. You know, they first start vomiting, having diarrhea, and they were basically dying by that afternoon. Oh, and when I came on the scene in 1983, it was still pretty, pretty devastating in puppies. The vaccines were better. They first had a vaccine, I think, in 1981. And then they got a little better um, with the immune response, and uh, that made a huge difference. But it was a pretty sad disease in puppies then, Mm -hmm. and I actually, you know, it's still around. I saw two dogs this week that uh, were positive for parvovirus, so they were older puppies, so they they fortunately did real well, but uh, it's still out there. And my my experience with uh, moving to Jonesboro in 1985, I had a pager. And, you know, this was before cell phones. Well, there yeah. were cell phones, but $3,000. <laughs> there's a little pager on my belt, on, you know, on my belt, and it would vibrate, and I could see the number. And I knew pretty much every payphone in Jonesboro, um, because if I was out, I didn't drive home to call. You know, I mm-hmm. found a payphone, and probably the one I used most was at that five-way stop at Wood Street College and uh, Culver House over there. It used to be a long time ago, a grocery store. Yeah. Now, I think it's a beauty. Yep, but I know it. People would honk at me that knew me because my car was always parked right out. You know, that phone was almost right out in the middle of the intersection, and I'd be parked there <laughs> making a phone call. <laughs> my life changed when I got my bag phone, my Motorola bag phone yeah. in 1980. Um, you know, I kept it in the car, plugged in the cigarette lighter. <laughs> and it would make calls, and, of course, it was about a third the size of a briefcase, you know, in the little bag it came yeah. in. So. Um, and we actually became computerized here in 1986 in Evec Air. It was just a practice management software. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, my phone probably has more computing power than that original uh, computer did. Oh yeah. Uh, back. So and then I think I got AOL in 1985. So I felt like I'd really you know come come around into the 21st century and. Um, you know, things have changed so much. You know, about the only diagnostic we had then uh, in office was radi- radiology, taking radiographs. Right. We had old hand tanks to develop them, you know, where you put these on a hanger, the x-ray film, and dip it in the, or leave it in the developer for five minutes, and put it in the rinse water, and then put it in the fixer, and then you had to let them dry. And later we got an automatic processor, which you just put the film in, and it went through a series of rollers and the chemicals and develop the x-ray it came out completely dry and of course now i think i was trying to think i think we've had digital radiography for 10 or 15 years which you know immediately the image appears on the computer screen you can enhance it you can enlarge it mm-hmm. you can in on a certain area so you know things have changed and it's it's just amazing you know ai is going to be a big thing there's already uh, ai algorithms that are diagnostic diagnosing internal medicine type diseases. You put the data in and some of these approach 99% accuracy. Uh, there's AI for radiology that pretty much approaches the skills of a, you know, of a live radiologist in interpreting radiographs. Wow. Uh, there's carbon dioxide lasers that are surgical lasers. There's uh, cold therapy lasers for, uh, you know, infl- inflammatory processes, uh, arthritis. 
there's fluorescent light therapy now that can uh, help healing of injured tissue, sometimes twice as fast as it would normally. Uh, stem cell therapy is used in, in animals, uh, immunotherapy, cancer vaccines, and, you know, that's only in the past 40 years, and I feel like there's been some dramatic changes, and, you know, the future is going to be very bright as technology comes about. You know, uh, it's applied in veterinary medicine for various things, and it just, you know, it's an exciting time to, to be in this field. It's wild how much <clears throat> has changed, but it's also great to see the advancement. And, you know, for all the people who want to complain about technology and the things that it does and the attention that it grabs from us, it is doing great things as well. So. Uh, always great advice and always great stuff to think about with our man right here on the phone. He is the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. It's Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care on Parker Road in Jonesboro, vet-care.com. And on Facebook, all you have to do is search Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, have a great week, and we'll talk to you back here next Wednesday, man. Hey, you guys have an awesome day. Are you, you too. too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So Pat Farmer joins us in studio this morning from St. Bernard's, and we're catching up on life and kids and all the stuff that's going on. Physical it's, fitness. It's so exciting to be alive. Well, we always love it when Pat Farmer comes in because we've you, we've been talking to you for what eight, nine, ten, 10 years, years. Yes. and and every time she leaves, I think we look at each other and we're like, she is always like a breath of fresh air, <laughs> like just a ray of sunshine, and we feel better when she leaves the room. Oh, thank you. I, that's a, that's something I strive to do. I'm yeah. gonna show up at your house and try to catch you in a bad mood sometime because we haven't found it yet. No, it will be locked. The door will be locked. <laughs> So if I'm out there on the door, you're not letting me in? Uh, no. Don't worry. Brandon rarely leaves his house. <laughs> I do have boundaries. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. Uh, so how are things at Health and Wellness? Oh, listen, they are amazing. We are we are really excited about what we're seeing. So many people are coming back, you know, to the gym. Uh, they're ready to work out. They've had their, you know, their crisis. It's mm. been horrible. You know, we've all had to stay home and. Uh, we're all just so excited. Our numbers are back up to where we were pre-COVID. Yep, that's uh, people are so excited to be back in a community, mm-hmm. uh, getting exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing it more than ever. We, we Our classes are, are great. Um, if you haven't checked us out lately, you really need to come. We're, we're doing some great things. During COVID, I had convinced myself that I like to work out at home, right? I'm like, I can do everything. Nobody's going to bother me. I can listen to my own music. I can stop when I need to, all the different stuff. Uh, And then I realized, you know, over the course of the last year or so, no, you know what? I like being out. Yeah. You want to see people and, you know, it's great. Community is so important. So health and fitness is something you still focus on, right? Absolutely. I I try to work out every day, you know, do something. Uh, It helps to plan an event, you know, Mm -hmm. like go hike the Grand Canyon. You know, it's something you need to train for. So give you give yourself a a reason. Who does that? A motivation. I did. Wait, how do you? Trained to hike the Grand Canyon. Who the heck can hike you the Grand Canyon? You wear a 30 pound backpack no, and get, get on a stair climber. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. I did it with a friend of mine a couple of months ago. Wow. And it was It was the most amazing thing. We slept out under the stars and. Um, yeah, it was it was it was really amazing. But it, like Goals. I said, it's great to have something to strive for. You did know? you see the Brady Bunch on the donkeys when you were out there at the Grand I Canyon? Did not. So did you know. see? I thought you were going to say, did you see the episode? Did you see the Brady Bunch out on the donkeys? But do you remember that I when did. they went to the I Grand Canyon? I saw Marsha. <laughs> yes. She was out there. Yeah. I saw remember Mama. after they had ridden the donkeys all day, Alice <laughs> walked funny. 
Do you remember <laughs> you? that? I remember that part, yeah. <laughs> well, we did see, yeah, we, we, it was amazing. So, yeah, that's kind of my point, though, is if you really want to get in shape or, or, or have a reason, you know, motivation is good. You know, we all need to be motivated uh, to do something, and every now and then it's, it helps. So tell me about the stair climber thing. How long do you go on that? <sighs> Well, I'm not a good stair climber. I'll I'm tell you that right at, now. I'm terrible at it. I mean, I I did it just because of this event. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would have ever gotten on a stair climber with a 30-pound backpack if I hadn't been planning this uh, event. But it, it helped me so much. I mean, I really <sighs> did appreciate my trainer. I have a trainer that pushes mm-hmm. me. And, uh, you know, I basically pay money to have someone torture me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like fun. You know, I mean, it, it works. <laughs> no, so I did. Uh, I tried to, to get on one of those deals. I'm like, oh, that looks so easy. They're, it's barely even moving. Right. It looks so easy. And I told my wife, I'm going to do 10 minutes on this yeah. and, and be done. I did three and was dying. <laughs> yeah. Talk about getting your heart rate up. Freaking that, brutal. That, that will do it. But, yeah, it was it was great. And we were with a group. So, again, the community and meeting people from all over and just seeing something as majestic as that, it, it was life-changing. We talked to Dr. Shane Spites, and we actually talked about this this morning at 7.05. We were talking about the, the different things you need to do to be healthy, right? And, of course, you have sleep and diet, but he talks about the, the different forms of exercise, weight training, cardio training, and some type of you know uh, stretching and yoga and stuff Absolutely like that. Absolutely, mindful. You do all that? Absolutely. Uh, every, every, the mindfulness, the, the, the diet, of course, is mm-hmm. so important. And the exercise and being consistent with it yep. is so important. And, uh, and yeah, resistance training is so important to keep our muscles strong. It helps with so many things. And uh, in the mindfulness, I think, you know, yoga is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you're with a group of people who are like-minded. And uh, it just creates community and it makes you stronger. See, when we hear this stuff, if, if we're not doing all of it, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm real good at the strength training. Okay at the cardio, the yoga, like I got to get back on that because I know as I get older, I'm going to need to have that flexibility and I'm not very flexible. I can tell in the last 10 years I've lost flexibility. Oh, and it helps with your balance. It helps with so many things. I mean, it is very important as we age. All right, I'm going to ask you something else and we'll okay. get on with what you're here for. Uh, do you meditate? You know, I actually have tried to meditate, but my mind just seems to want to go in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me and it's a practice. Yeah. Uh, we actually do have a mind a meditation session after one of our yoga classes. Uh, if you did want to try it out, we do it just a 15 minute because I have trouble meditating for five minutes because I cannot keep my mind focused. So it is a practice. It's, it's practicing that muscle, you know, you work your brain, your brain, you know, needs to be trained. So I, I would like to say that I do it, but I don't do it like I should, but I think it's important. I have a buddy who starts his day with his physical exercise, Mm -hmm. his yoga and his meditation. And he's like, once he knows he has all that done, he feels like he's defeated the day already. Yeah, you've checked mm-hmm. the boxes. Yeah. It makes a difference for sure. And I do work out early in the morning too, I will say that. My mind can talk me out of it at 5 p.m. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. But if I get it over with in the morning, I'm, I'm so much better the whole day. Fasted? Do you do empty stomach stuff? Or? I do. I do the intermittent fasting. And that's kind of been an easy thing for me because I've always been someone that didn't eat breakfast. Yep. So it was not unusual for me to go 12, 14 hours without eating. Well, so. you do strength training with no food? I do. Really? Yeah. No carbs, nothing? Mm-hmm. Just my coffee. Wow. See, to me, I always feel like I'm weaker if I don't have the carbs. And it might be in my head. I don't know if that's really how it works. Because I guarantee you had enough carbs for dinner. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like when I eat, it fills me up. And I feel like it slows me down a little bit. Yep. But, you know, everybody's different. I'm sure there's pros and cons to both of that. 
I think the deal with the exercise that we have to do is make sure we find something because we all can go, oh, I need to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to do everything right now. Right. We need to do something that we can maintain, you know, for a year, not more. You know, we have to more than just six weeks. Oh, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, you have to do that. And let me just say, I'm not a trainer. I'm not a doctor. I'm none of those things. All my advice is just strictly from my opinion. Yeah, but how do you feel, though? Do you feel pretty good? I feel amazing. And she looks amazing. Yeah, you do. It is. It's, it's, It's a lifestyle and it's a mindset. So again, Pat Farmer joins us in studio, and the reason she's here is not to talk about her own personal life. It's to talk about the <laughs> Pink Warrior Run and Walk, which, as I look at a calendar, oh my gosh, we're a month away. It's mm-hmm. October 14th, and we are so excited. Listen, the weather, if it can be like it is today on October 14th, it's mm-hmm. going to be a great day. But, you know, we do this every year. We get together as a community to support uh, breast cancer, yep. uh, the people who are going through treatment, the people who have survived uh, people who have family members, it's all about supporting our community. And, you know, of course, we need money to do that. Sure. So uh, this event is something that we look forward to every year. We get together uh, to celebrate. We get together to educate. And we also get together to get some exercise. So, I mean, it's a win-win. It's great. And uh, we are uh, going to be at Health and Wellness again this year. We're starting out at 830 with our Survivor Parade. So we want everyone to come out who's ever had anybody or anybody in their family uh, to come out, let us celebrate you, and um, it's going to be just a little parade. It's not too taxing, but so that's I think the anybody best can do part. it. That's yeah. my, favorite that's my part. favorite part. We're going to dress up. We hopefully, you know, we'll have people come out with their dogs, with their kids. It's a family friendly mm-hmm. event, and uh, I know you guys were there last year, yeah. and we appreciate that. Uh, and then at nine o'clock, we're going to start our fun run. So we're calling it a fun run because this year we're not timing it. Okay. So we want you to come out, not feel pressure. It's going to be something that anyone can do. Um, it's about 3.2 miles. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start at Health and Wellness, go up through the ASU campus, and then come back to Health and Wellness. And then after that, we're going to um, just celebrate the fact that we all got together for a great cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. That's one of those deals. You know, we work a lot in the fall because of the football stuff and all right. the different stuff that we do. Uh, and that was, you know, it's a Saturday morning and, you know, we, were, we we had to go to work, but it didn't feel like work. It was a community of people mm-hmm. that were all happy to see each other. And there was a bunch of laughing and then all the stuff that happens afterwards where you're giving people these different, you know, prizes and awards and drinks and all the stuff. It's just it, there's it, there's a feel good aspect to this event. It is. And it's so great to come together as a community for such a great cause, too. I mean. We, we didn't get to do this for several years, mm-hmm. so now it's even more exciting. Last year, we had about 500 people uh, register <laughs> for the event, and uh, you usually don't have that many people show up, which is typical, but man, wouldn't it be great if we did? Yeah. Um, the t-shirts, you've got to go online and look at the t-shirts. They are amazing. Even if you don't like oh. to walk, you will want <laughs> to buy the t-shirt. I just saw it the other day. Yes. I did. Does the it friends... remind you of anything? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It looks <laughs> awesome. I just saw that. Okay. Uh, I'll be there for you. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. It's so great. go online, Aww. and it's only $30. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you can't be there that day, um, and uh, you don't, you're not able to walk or you don't want to please just support us by buying the t-shirt you can also buy a raffle ticket so listen to this we have a condo in Destin for one week that's been donated. It's a $4,000 value wow. that we're going to raffle off to one lucky winner. That's awesome. Uh, we also have a Lagos bracelet. If you don't know what that is, just uh, yeah, look it is. up. Yeah, and women uh, know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we have a $500 gift certificate to Body Indulgence. Oh, nice. So, and so, yeah, if, if you can't participate, uh, please go online and purchase a raffle ticket because all the money, all the money, 
stays in northeast Arkansas. Yeah. And that's something that we find rare. You know, uh, we're not associated or affiliated with anything else but Mm -hmm. our event. And so it stays here in our community to support our um, community members. It's a great event. I can tell you that firsthand. We've been to different things that have happened like this for years. But last year, just I don't know, it felt different. It felt nice. And I guess because it was back and and all the different stuff. Again, it's the Pink Warrior Run and Walk. It's going to happen October the 14th at Health and Wellness. If you want to find out more, you want to check out that shirt that I think everybody's going to want, uh, you can go to gopinkwarrior.com. It's great to see you. Thank you. Thanks for coming in and being like a, a little ray of sunshine. <laughs> My pleasure. I always enjoy visiting with you as well. So like if I knocked on your door, you wouldn't open the door and help me or nothing? <sighs> Brandon. I'm just asking. It depends, you know, if you're bringing pizza. I don't know. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's Pat Farmer from St. Bernard's on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Here we go. It's a brand new day. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Hey, don't forget we have the podcast. You can check us out in podcast form wherever you get podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts or Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those different places. All you have to do is search Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. And Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? America's Got Talent, Big Brother, the streaming premiere of Pixar's Elemental on Disney+, Plus, the third season premiere of The Morning Show on Apple TV. It's Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, yeah. so everybody's excited about that. And uh, that's what's on tonight. All right, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.